You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join your hosts, Michael and Jenna, as they discuss all things ORAU through interviews with our experts who provide innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, how we're impacting an ever-changing world, and our commitment to our community. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Further Together podcast. I'm your host, Michael, with my co-host. Jenna. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. It's another Wednesday. It is another Wednesday. It's a good Wednesday, (laughs) It is a great Wednesday. We have a big personality in today. We do have a big personality. (laughs) I'm excited to, Wanda Gamble, thank you for joining us on the Further Together podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. So tell us, Wanda, you're the Vice President of Business Development yes. here at ORU, um, but who is Wanda Gamble? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, um, you know, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, from a family that's a kind of a you know, medium-sized family, if you will. I'm the oldest. Uh, I have twin brothers, Okay. Uh, and uh, we grew up on the Gulf Coast, and through Montgomery, Alabama, and I went to school and lived in Alabama through college. Okay. On Auburn, War Eagle mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, alum, and then I went to grad school out in San Francisco, actually, okay. at uh, Golden Gate. I'm an Air Force veteran. Um, I very much like being engaged in altruistic uh, um, pursuits, and that sort of kind of shaped who I am, even in my career uh, pursuits and okay. career path. I uh, started out right out of uh, college. I was in the Air Force, and I was in the Air Force for probably about eight years, wow. and uh, and then the reserves through Gulf War One, and then uh, exited, and I started working in a commercial segment, interestingly, uh, for a company that's no longer in business called MCI. Okay. And I worked for MCI for about eight years, and I uh, started out in operations, uh, managing their uh, telecommunications related uh, pursuits and some crazy senior vice president who ran our global accounts uh, saw me interacting with clients uh, from the operations side okay. mm-hmm. and suggested I get into sales ah. and you know of course if you know anything about sales particularly commercial sales there's a high risk high reward mm-hmm. you right. know, where you have a base salary that you know is, is particularly low mm-hmm. uh, and then you get your money, where you make your money is on in your in your incentives and in your commissions. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so I said to him, I don't want to do that. You must be crazy. You know? <laughs> and so uh, he said, just go do it for one year. I'll put you on a good team with mm-hmm. great uh, mentors. And if you have to commit to it at least a year to 18 months because it takes about that long mm-hmm. to establish a territory right. and get engaged and learn the dynamics of, you know, the sales life cycle. And so I went off to do that uh, for a year and never looked back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You found your fit, huh? Yeah, I found, I found my tribe. Yeah. There you go. And so I, I was in California, in San Francisco, and I worked out there for a number of years uh, managing uh, those customers that were in Silicon Valley, like the Oracles and uh, what used to be uh, Silicon Graphics and some of those types of clients, along with some of the banking clients, like Bank of America, okay. and the financials, those sorts of things. And um, I was uh, married at the time, and we were clear across country from where we both grew up, mm-hmm. you know, in the South. Right. And uh, 
parents start to have some uh, uh, issues with, you know, as we all do as we get older. And it was a, just stressful, you know, trying to manage those things from the West Coast. So we decided to make a, the trek east. Okay. And I took the lead and uh, was recruited by uh, one of the uh, government contractors uh, and really kind of changed my life. You know, I moved into that aspect of work and picking up on that altruistic tune, you know, from serving in the Air Force to going into private sector, uh, working for the government, particularly with our clients, mm -hmm. and especially in the, in the health, life sciences, uh, research and development uh, arm. Those clients are very passionate about what they do. Absolutely. And I oftentimes think uh, our clients uh, and any of the, us who work in that sort of environment get a bad rep, you know, and I'd like to say, you know, no matter the client, anyone that I've ever worked with, they are very much about the mission. Mm -hmm. And being a former Air Force person, I can relate to that, and that carried over with working with those particular types of clients and the companies that I worked for. Right. And so fast forward many, many years, <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you how many, no, right. <laughs> I came to uh, ORAU, and as you all know, I've been here for about a little over a year. Right. And again, just pick right back up, you know, where we were working with those types of clients to include the Department of Energy, uh, Health and Human Services, the VA, uh, Department of Defense, both on the uh, medical, um, military health, as well as the other parts of uh, the DOD. And um, it's been really exciting. Great. You have this passion for business development, and people can feel it when you know they talk to you and when you walk in the room. Talk to us a little bit about what you enjoy and kind of your strategy Absolutely. behind it. I think, you know, it brings together kind of all the parts of my personality and my experience in education. And so I get to help clients solve problems, and I call it making a marriage, you know, between us who can help solve those problems and the things that the clients are trying to get uh, accomplished. And that for me, making being that matchmaker, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's pulling resources from within the company, talking with each and all of you. Mm -hmm. I, I very much love working with smart people. I always have, you know, it makes me better. And, and exchanging ideas and coming up with a way to solve those problems and figuring out how to put those pieces together, whether it's bringing the right partners together, uh, the right people within the company, mm -hmm. uh, the customers, and pushing forward to help them literally deliver on something that they've been trying to accomplish. It's just fun. Right. You know, so not only is it it's it's important, you know, and it matters, but it's fun. I actually literally enjoy it, <laughs> and uh, and that's probably a sick, crazy thing to say because no, sales great. is not uh, an easy job. Business development is not easy. It's it's very it can be very stressful. Uh, you have to have a thick skin, you know, and be okay with hearing the no. Right. Uh, my my philosophy is no means no today. You know, so Absolutely. we'll come back and have another conversation. And sometimes it requires me to go do my homework and do a little bit more homework and a little bit more preparation on our side so that we're prepared when we go in and we can do the next job, a good job on getting the next thing, you know, that we uh, go in to talk to the client about. So I think we also have to make sure we are cheerleaders hmm. internally as well mm -hmm. because it's, you know, most of our folks work so hard, you know, on the operations, on the program side, uh, given in their day-to-day, -day, you know, uh, uh, jobs. And I always say, um, you know, we are integrated people, you know, there's this old philosophy back when I first came into the workforce about, you know, your, your work life is your work life mm -hmm. and your, you know, your home life is your home life. 
I don't believe in that, you know, and quite frankly, why would you want someone who's so uh, disengaged, you know, on one part or the other, because what we do in either factor affects us. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you can make sure that we bring people together and they can come and show up as their authentic selves, and if I can lead by example by being my authentic mm -hmm. self, then I think that gives people permission to say, well, you know, she shows up this way and she's herself and, and here's who she is, warts and all, <laughs> that other folks can do that too. So those aspects of the job are what make it exciting for me, being able to problem solve, bring people together, and hopefully have us all show up, you know, excited about what we're doing and showing up as our authentic selves. Right. Um, I know for us, it's been exciting the last year since you've been mm -hmm. here just to see, honestly, the sea change in how um, we all approach business development mm -hmm. and sales. And it's been exciting to be part of it. and. You know, when we launched a new uh, revised website right before you started and um, being able to use that as a tool to help you and your team, um, you know, do just in time content because we have this meeting coming up and we need to do, you know, um, we want to talk about this topic or we want to do that's fun. I mean, that that makes me feel like and I, mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this before, Jenna like we're contributing to yeah. the overall goals of the organization. It is, yeah. You know, we're not just in a quote-unquote support role, you know. And it's that's helped us, I think, the excitement over the past year, but also the education on our end Absolutely. about what we can do, you know, what communication-wise we're communicators, um, how, how we can use our bread-and-butter skills to help you do your job and help, like Michael said, you know, bring business to the corporation and, and grow. So, so it's been it's been fun for us. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's a team sport, you right. know. I, and I always try to get that across. You know, it's not just the executives or the leadership. You know, obviously we are uh, are responsible and accountable also for putting together the strategy and how we execute on that strategy. However, it's not just business development. Mm. Uh, we don't do that in a vacuum. Right. It is a team effort because. I, it doesn't work if I don't have air cover, as I call it, mm -hmm. from our uh, corporate marketing and communication, sort of laying the groundwork, uh, promoting the brand, letting people know who we are and what we do. If I don't have that, and then I've got to spend my first 20 or 30 minutes in a conversation with a partner and or a client explaining who the heck we are, right. you know, we don't have a whole lot of time no. sometimes with clients and their time is valuable. and so. In addition to doing our homework and being prepared and making sure we align kind of what we do with what problem the client's trying to solve, you're being able to help share that and explain that and provide examples of that. And then to keep that current so that we stay relevant mm -hmm. is very important. And so everybody has a role, Absolutely. you know, whether it's programs or it's finance or, you know, obviously our, our respective uh, leaders. Uh, throughout the organization, uh, you know, the folks that are in mid-career and junior staff who are coming up and learning and bringing new fresh ideas to us, all of it matters. Absolutely. Um, at the last town hall meeting, you did a video for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that was fun, but it was also, you know, very serious and sort of speaks mm -hmm. to the idea of we all have a role to play, even if it's as small as sharing something on social media. You know, if we post something from the corporate perspective or you post something of interest that relates to the organization in some way, just to have 
employees who are not in the communication side or the business development side, but having, you know, all the program managers, program staff, whomever, being part of social media is a big deal because it gets our voice out there and it gets our name out there. Um, and I know part of that for you is driven by the fact that you're kind of a social media geek, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> you know, and you, you use it a lot. Yeah. So, um, and part of, you know, what I learned, um, you know, it always, it always helps to have young people in your life mm-hmm. because they keep you relevant. You know, and they keep Absolutely. you informed about what's going on. And so I'm very fortunate to have uh, nieces and nephews uh, who I absolutely love, who keep me engaged. And I also mentor uh, young college kids uh, as part of a social group, uh, service group that I support in the Washington, D.C. area. And as such, I learned a long time ago, they don't talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, or engage with you if you're not engaged in some of these activities, right. right? And so I learned a long time ago to learn about it and what it is, and then I learned the power of it. And it's exciting. It's exciting seeing how the next generation is using these tools, and they're teaching us, you know, like I said, teaching old dogs new tricks, right? right? Uh, I'm very excited about that because they're teaching us how to leverage what is a pretty powerful a uh, 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 platform, quite frankly, could be anyway Absolutely. if it's used responsibly. Right. You know, obviously, we have some cases where sometimes you know we don't. Sure. We meaning the collective we. Yes. But uh, but if we if you use it and use it responsibly and use it targeted in a targeted way, um, you really can go a long way with getting the brand elevated. And uh, case in point, uh, a recent example from literally just about three weeks ago, uh, as most of you know, we have a partnership, a strategic partnership uh, with MITRE Corporation. I was going to ask you about this, so I'm glad we're going there. <laughs> and it's amazing how, you know, when normally when you do something of this magnitude, it's two these, these two incredible organizations coming together, again, to help solve some pretty complex problems on the national scale. Uh, that's how we envision, mm-hmm. you know, this this uh, this partnership to include even doing some breakthrough things, hopefully in research. Mm-hmm. Normally, when you do something like that, you put out the standard press release. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally, I can remember really writing it out or mm-hmm. even typing it out and it being wordproofed, and then you know you send it to all through all the normal you know, media channels, print media, magazines, et cetera. And uh, and then we started to do a little bit with putting something on the internet, you know, but it was always go to the press release. And those, that can be not only an expensive uh, proposition, but also it's slower and it also is not as all encompassing Mm -hmm. uh, because we were targeting certain magazines and certain uh, 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 periodicals that we wanted to get the message out. Well, we literally, both from the MITRE side and the the, uh, ORAU side, were literally able to sit down and we prepared something for our two, our respective executives to launch that partnership announcement on LinkedIn. So imagine that. And then that got picked up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So talk about the power of uh, social media. Those two sent it out. And then within our respective organizations, we probably got a few thousand mm-hmm. employees who have their own network mm-hmm. and they start forwarding That's it, right. you know, and hashtagging it. And then it started, you know, trending because now ORU, well, what's going on with ORU mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and MITRE, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
and it's still going. Yep. I even got uh, an email the other day, you know, little messages that you get in the in the DMs usually mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is exciting. I didn't know you all were doing that. Let's talk <laughs> Tell about me that. More about yeah. this. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and that was from a client. Right. And so that's very, very exciting, you know, to be able to use the power of social media. I think it could change the world. We've seen it already. We have, absolutely. Whether it's politically or otherwise, you know, fundraising, uh, networking, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty powerful. So why not avail ourselves of that? Absolutely. We're actually already talking about doing a similar um, launch for another um, announcement coming up mm-hmm. soon. So it just, it really worked. Yeah, it, it does. worked really well. Um, and it was easy. And as you said, it wasn't time consuming and it wasn't expensive. That's right. You know, That's right. Um, I mean, we, you know, we put some advertising, you know, social advertising money behind it from our budget, but we don't spend a whole lot of, on that either. So, right. you know, it didn't cost a lot, um, but it was great to see yeah. um, how excited people were to share that announcement and be part of that rollout without having to do a whole lot of work. Yeah. It was great. It's great. So. And all of that, it, it has to be, when I look at our strategy, you know, we have our corporate strategy mm-hmm. and we've got, you know, our five major goals that we're trying to achieve uh, by 2025. And all of us, you know, have been well-versed, you know, or are well-versed in that and, and what those goals are. But you got to execute on those goals. And to me, always as part of the plan, you have to have a good marketing and communication strategy, literally as part of the plan, whether it be planning a conference. And even if you're going to a conference, you don't just want to pay money and send people to a conference, even if it's a professional one or if they're presenting. You want to have an orchestrated approach to how you do that so you can get a better return. Right? Is it the right conference? Does it fit in and does it have and attract the right kinds of clients and people and partners to allow us to meet or tie to some opportunity or strategic initiative that we're, we're going after? Right. Um, you know, uh, if we're going to do meetings, uh, if we're going to uh, look at trends we're seeing, I always talk about geral science, which is a new fancy word for, you know, us like getting old, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So that, that's, that's kind of trending now. We're seeing, you know, a population. I mean, we're, we're all going to get older mm-hmm. and we're learning some interesting and fascinating things where very smart people, you know, in our scientific research and, and community have learned that, for example, aging in place is smart. So we're now starting to look at that, you know, and again, I follow all of our clients also on social media to tie it full circle. But as part of the strategic plan is that whole marketing and communication strategy. Mm -hmm. So that has to fit in as one pillar, you know, in the overarching strategy. Then you have, of course, people always important, you know. uh, We have to look at what clients, Mm -hmm. what solutions and capabilities. You know, we have to look at, uh, you know, how we even position and, and where we even locate it. And where should we be, right? So you look at all those things, you know, and that kind of informs our overarching strategic plan. And then it's getting out there and communicating the plan, you know, and not only internally, but also externally. So folks know who we are and what we're doing and why, you know, the why. Right. And and customers want to know the why mm-hmm. as well. And so not just our employees, but also the people who are external to us. Right. There are exciting days ahead. There are. <laughs> For ORAU, I yeah. have no doubt. Um, 
Wanda, is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to make sure we cover? Oh, well, we know we, we, we you know, I have to look at what my next theme will be for, for the town hall. Okay. You know, last time we were in the midst of uh, the end of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Right, right. And so, uh, you know, and Jon Snow, I still don't think knows anything. I think, I think Khaleesi got robbed. Uh, so I'll be looking to see what's next, you know, yeah, when we come out for our next theme. But, you know, even, you know, as we said, you know, we come out and do something that's fun, but there's a serious message. And so when I first spoke here, we talked about Here We Grow. That literally was the title mm-hmm. of my presentation. And then last time it was about creating a winning environment. And we're still in that, you know, because, you know, we're, we're, we've been around a while. You know, sometimes we let inertia, you know, set in sure. and it takes a minute, you know, to sort of lift us out of that mm-hmm. and get us moving forward. So from now through the next fiscal year, I want to make sure we, you know, get out of that inertia, out of that quicksand mm-hmm. and get out of our own way also and, and make sure that we create that winning attitude that we literally feel like we can win. Right. And then we start doing the things that we need to do to make sure that we can win, to set ourselves up for success. Right. Winning yeah. attitude. Winning attitude. I look like out, that. Look out, world. Yeah. OIU is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda, thank you so yeah, much for thank spending you for time being with us. here. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU, and on Instagram at ORAU Together.